10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, welcome, 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 welcome to Connecting the Dots. This is Joseph Brownlee with another segment and another episode of Connecting the Dots. Okay, how's everybody doing today? Welcome to this show. Welcome to this Bible study program that I might got going on right now. That's called God's Secret. I'll be continuing reading out of a book by Marianne Manley out of San Diego, California. Her name is Marianne Manley out of San Diego, California. I have purchased one of her books. And I thought the books were so good that it was very, very, very important for me to read out of her book and teach it to others so uh, they can get a better understanding of the timeline of God's word. Now, the, uh, the reason I'm mentioning the timeline because it's a lot of ways that people uh, try to read the Bible. And what I try to do here at Connecting the Dots is try to teach yourself, teach everyone, including myself, you know, and teach others. I always say, as I learn, I teach, and as I teach, I learn on this show. And what I try to do is try to give a person an understanding of how to connect reference with a reference, keeping the Bible in context, learn how to cross-reference, learn what is your part in the Bible and know who's the what, when, and why, who the author of the Bible is talking to at that time. So it's very important to understand how to connect the dots in the Word of God to get a better and deeper understanding of the Word of God and what this what this show is all about. I've been doing this show for uh, about since February of last year, so it's been a little bit over a year, about a year and a little, little a year and a few weeks now, and uh, I have to say, whoa, I still, you know, I never thought I'd be doing it this long, but I have learned to do it, it's a way that I can get the word out to people in, in a broader sense and everything, that they can hear the word of God rightly divided, okay, so right now, without further ado, I'm going to, uh, continue to read out of Marianne Manley's book, uh, God's Secret. This will be the 18th segment. Now, for the newbies that's coming to the show, just listening to this show, there are 17 previous segments before this one that you have to go back. You don't have to do it all at one time. <laughs> just go back and uh, each segment one at a time, the last 17 shows or segments to catch up on what I'm talking about today to get a better and deeper understanding of what's going on. Okay, so I'm doing, if the ones that's new, I'm doing a series uh, out of this book that's called God's Secret and I also call it The Treasure Hunt because you, you're trying to trying to find a, a precise and a, uh, and a very, uh, let me put it this way, a very layman way to understand God's word rightly dividing. A lot of you probably never heard that term before, but rightly divided is just correcting and putting the God's putting God's word in the right perspective. Okay. Alright. I'm not going to do a lot of announcements and everything, and from now on, I'm going to try to keep my announcements separate from the show because I like to keep this at least to 20 to 25 minutes, so I'm going to do this at least, Lord's willing, about 20 minutes, and I'm going to get right down to the meat. Like I said, if you want to catch up for the new ones, you have to go back for the last or the previous 17 segments of God's Secret to find and get a foundation of what I'm doing in this teaching, okay? 
So let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, first of all, I thank you for waking me up this morning. Lord, I thank you for giving me another day to see another blessed day that you have made, Father. Father, thank you for being with me, giving me, forgiving me of the sins that I have committed, the ones that I know of and the ones that I don't know of, Lord, because there's some that I struggle with, that I need your help with daily, daily, nightly, nightly, Lord. And I just thank you for keeping me cleansed, Lord, and not just holding my sins against me, Father, but helping me to try how to get through it, Father. Father, I pray for others that's out there that need your touching and need your healing and need your understanding. Healing as of within the mind, within the spirit of understanding and in the body, Father. That they can know what to do to take care of their bodies and their minds. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray, Lord, be with me and be with the listeners so we can get an understanding led by your Holy Spirit of what's going on in your word and God's secret father I give you praise thank you Lord thank God thank you Holy Spirit amen okay let me get set up here I'm reading from a tablet so once in a while the tablet you know how tablets and phones are they always darkening out but it's nothing like having your bible and thank god I'm, I'm in a study room right now inside of a library so it's pretty pretty much quieter i hope i don't know if you notice the sound but just you know it's kind of more quieter than other areas that i have been doing my podcast because i'm still you know back and forth looking for study areas and stuff like that so i can have a, a peaceful quiet time especially when i'm doing uh you know, my study on God's, you know, on the Bible when it comes to connecting the dots. Ganaturo el punto, ganaturo el punto en español when I'm doing this show. So let me get right to it. Uh, for the ones that's been keeping up, you know, you always know, I, you will know I left that off. You know, anyway, you should anyway. So I'm going to continue in a segment that's called the Jerusalem Council and God's Secret. A Jerusalem Council. So I probably read that, but I'd like to go over a little bit and just go from there. So let me start right away into this series so get prepared you know because i'll be hitting a lot of scriptures you just write them down you don't have to go back and read them until later but you just write them down i'm going to also be following along with you okay reading out of uh, marianne manley's this is segment 18 the jerusalem council 17 years after his conversion that's paul 17 years after his conversion i'm reading now paul Barnabas and Titus arrived in Jerusalem and had several meetings with the little flock of believers there. Now you remember who the little flock was. Those are the true followers of Jesus because all Israel is not going to be saved and the whole nation of Israel as you would know as you as you've seen in previous uh, in my previous podcast is that the little flock means these are true followers of Christ from the beginning and everything like that. The little flock was, was, uh, was in time past and the little flock, the true followers of Jesus will be in the future. So let me continue. I'm going to try not to interrupt a lot but if it's something that I need, I think you need clarity or even myself I would try to elaborate on that and I'll let you know when I'm doing that okay so let me just read it I'm gonna try to keep this about 20 20 more minutes okay alright the Jerusalem has several meetings with a little flock of believers there many in Jerusalem have begun to wonder why the kingdom on earth had not come saying where is the promise of his coming you'll find it in 2 Peter 3 and 4 2 Peter 3 and 4 which Peter breaks down that uh, segment where Mary Manley put on right there. Okay. And the Jerusalem Council, Peter spoke up on Paul's behalf. This is very interesting. Listen closely. Peter spoke up on Paul's behalf. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said it to them, A good while ago, God made a choice that the Gentiles 
by my mouth shall hear the word of the gospel and believe. And Peter said that God has saved Cornelius and a centurion who blessed Israel and his household. So why should they force the Gentiles to keep the law which even the Jews could not keep? Now this is just explanation of Acts 15 and 7. So let's go to Acts 15 and 7. I'm going to read that. You don't have to go there now, but I'm going to read it for you. Let's go to, uh, I'm going to go to Acts 15 and 7. Oh, I feel good. I got my little giant size King Jimmy Bible with me. So that helps me out a lot because I can see it very well. Okay, let's read Acts 15 and 7. Reading out of the King James. Uh, and when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, ye know how good a good while ago God made choice, made a choice among us, that the Gentiles by the mouth should hear the word and word of the gospel and believe. I'm continuing eight. And God which knoweth the hearts bear their witness, saying them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. So what he means by that, he gave the Gentiles the Holy Ghost. See, what happened in there? Paul, uh, you have to go to Acts 10 to get the full gist of this because that's the, you know, Peter was the first time, the first one, let me explain this, that uh, the Lord Jesus came to Peter and had Peter to go to a Gentile first, not with the same message as the Apostle Paul. So let me get that clear. Excuse me, I'm going to be doing these certain sounds because it's my science. Every time I get to talk and I get congested, I don't know what's going on with that, but it's been, since I was little, you know, around my family, we have congested sinus problems. So uh, bear with me on that. And what happened, uh, Peter was the first one that was introduced to a Gentile to open the doors for a message, for the message that God was like giving, giving it to Peter and let him know that give, Peter was like a preview of what Paul was going to be doing, but not with the same message. So therefore, you know, God was just letting Peter know he is now transitioning and open up the opening up the doors for the Gentiles, in other words. Okay. So let me keep going. That was Acts 15 and 7. Let's keep going. Reading out of Marianne Manley's book, I'm quoting now, as we shall find out Paul's ministry and the secret was about much more than Gentile salvation. Let me read this again. As we shall find out, Paul's ministry and the secret was about more than just Gentile salvation. Reading, then the council listened to Barnabas and Paul, who declared what miracles and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles. You'll find among the Gentiles by them. Let's go to Acts 15 and 12. Let me read then Acts 15 and 12 so you can get a scriptural uh, phase of what uh, Mary and Mary trying to bring down. Let's read Acts 15 and 12. Acts 15 and 12, the King James Version said that all the multitude kept silence and gave audience, gave attention to Paul and Barnabas, and Paul declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. Now this is a this is for the Gentiles. It's usually you see wonders and miracles, you know, and signs and wonders for the Jews, but this is just showing the transition. Listen to that word, transition was taking place. There's a change taking place now that even signs and miracles is going to be introduced to the Gentiles through Paul and Barnabas. Okay, let me keep reading. Okay. The signs that Paul 
was doing showed that God was now working through Paul and his ministry. So Paul was apostle and signs and wonders comes with the apostles ministry, okay? The Jews require a sign, like I was just saying. The Jews require a sign. You can read that in 1 Corinthians 1 and 22. Go, uh, don't go there, but just write 1 Corinthians 1 and 22. You can, uh, you can find out and get a, a, a full view of what Marion is talking about when you read the four scriptures. That's very important, saints. 1 Corinthians 1 and 22. You can understand what's going on here. Peter and Paul preach different messages to different audiences. Now listen to this. Now we're going to see this transaction. Let me read that again. Peter and Paul preached different messages to different audiences. What do they mean by different messages and what do you mean by different audiences? Okay, I'm going to just, before I stop, I'm going to let you know. I always put emphasis on the two Gospels. Now, it's more than one Gospel in the Bible, but I like to be clear of the main two Gospels that have, that people have issues with even today of salvation. That's very important. The two different messages that Paul and Peter preached. Peter preached the kingdom of the heaven messages. You know, you must believe that Jesus is the Messiah and the king that was for Israel only. Let me say that again. Peter preached, preached the gospel of the kingdom of heaven message. He was told to preach that by Jesus and his earthly ministry and his, his preaching of the gospel was the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, believing that Jesus was a foretold Messiah or prophesied Messiah and King. On the other hand, Paul preached the gospel of the grace of God. That's for the body of Christ today. Peter preached the gospel of the circumcision. The circumcision in the Bible always means the Jews. Remember that. The circumcision in the Bible, when it mentions circumcision in the Bible, is always talking about the Jews, unless they're just saying someone been circumcised. But if anyone was being circumcised then, in the Bible, especially time past in the Old Testament, that it was Israel. Paul preached the gospel of the uncircumcision. Now, what the uncircumcision means, Gentiles. Uncircumcision always meant Gentiles. Gentiles mean nations. So I want you to remember that when you read the Bible from now on, especially the King James Version, you know, other translators probably break it down and make it more simple, like the Living Bible, Jews and Gentiles, which is good too. But if you read the King James Bible, always remember that the circumcision is Israel, the Jews, and the uncircumcision is Gentiles, nations, okay? You can also go to uh, a key verse in 2 Timothy 2 and 15, which Marion Manley has right here. So you go to a key verse, write this key verse down, 2 Timothy 2 and 15. Let's continue. All right, reading out of the book. Paul explained to the little flock the good news. The good news meaning the gospel of the grace of God, like I was talking about. That's what Paul was preaching. Not Peter. Paul only preached that, okay? Paul was preaching the gospel of the grace of God that Christ had given him. Christ in his heavenly ministry. Let me keep going. Eventually, Peter, James, John, listen to these three names very carefully. Peter, James, John. The reason I'm saying this is because remember these, they also have books they wrote. Peter have two books he wrote. James have one book and John has, I think, four. First, second, third, John in the book of Revelation. You know, okay, no, he has more than that. He has St. John, he has First John, Second John, Third John in the book of Revelation. Okay, he has, you know, those books that John wrote. So remember that. So eventually Peter, James, John, and the others of the little flock finally saw that the Lord Jesus Christ had given Paul a different gospel. See, that is correct when she put that there because God, Jesus, and his heavenly ministry did give Paul a different gospel. Let me continue reading. And the apostleship, then Peter. 
I mean, let me read this again so it can make sense. I'm going too fast. Uh, finally, the little flock saw that the Lord Jesus Christ had given Paul a different gospel and the apostleship, you know, than Peter. But contrary-wise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision that had gone to Galatians now was committed into me, me meaning Paul, uh, uh, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, remember circumcision meaning the Jews, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles, the uncircumcision. You'll find all this in Galatians 2, 7 and 8. Galatians 2, 7 and 8. Write these scriptures down, please. Galatians 2, 7 and 8. You can get the whole gist of that verse. When Paul talks about the uncircumcision, remember that means the Gentile. And Gentiles mean nations. The circumcision means the Jews, Israel. Okay? Two different type of Gospels. Let me continue reading and quoting out of Marianne's book. She also has a picture resting right there. This is a very beautiful book. Oh, I would love for you guys and young ladies, please, to get God's Secret by Mary Ann Malley off Amazon. It's very, very affordable. Very affordable. Her stuff is not expensive. So that she's not doing it for the money, okay? She's not doing it for the money. That lets you know right there. The majority of the grace teachers are the rightly divided. The ones that uh, teach rightly divided, usually if they're selling books or anything like that, they're very affordable, you know, because they're not out there, not big mega money makers. They're out to get the word out. That's a fact. I know that for a fact, okay, that's just, just a food for thought. All right, name reading. These are two different Gospels. Like I was saying, remember to the words I'm saying, one heavenly and one earthly. Let me read that again. These are two different Gospels. Remember, remember, it's more than two Gospels in the Bible. You know, you got the Gospel of the Kingdom of Heaven. You got the Gospel of the Grace of God. You got the, uh, you got two other Gospels. You got the Everlasting Gospel. You got the Glorious Gospel. Good news. Gospel just means good news. So that term Gospel is used several times in the Bible, but the main two uh, 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 Gospels that people of today and the church today have problems with is the Gospel of the Kingdom of Heaven, what most churches preach and teach for salvation and the gospel of the grace of God you know so that's by the apostle Paul all right reading these are two different gospels one heavenly which is Paul's ministry and one earthly which was Jesus earthly ministry and the 12 apostles finally the little flock of believers perceived or understood the difference the different message of grace that the ascended glorified Lord Jesus Christ in heaven had given to Paul. Now, listen to that again. Finally, the little flock, the true followers of uh, the true followers of Christ's earthly ministry, the kingdom of heaven ministry, perceived or understood the, the different message of grace that the ascended glorified Lord Jesus Christ in heaven, his heavenly ministry, had given to Paul. They may have realized that God was now doing something new through Paul. Now, I'm quoting. I'm not reading the Bible. I'm quoting out of this book. Uh, God seek what Mary and Manly's do. She's trying to, you know, uh, do a commentary and breaking down what's going on with the ministries of the two Gospels, okay? Through Paul. Uh, uh, God was now doing something new through Paul. And when James, Cephas, or Kaipha, which is Peter, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived that the grace that was given to me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship. Now, let me just put it in a layman's term. When they perceived, when they understood the grace that God was giving to me, 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 and Paul, in other words, when the, when the little flock 
understood that God had gave me another message. They shook hands with us. That's what the right hands of fellowship mean. They shook hands with us and said, okay, we understand this now. You have a different message to the, for the Gentiles, you know, different than our message. So let's continue what they made an agreement, okay? So that's what they mean with the right hands of fellowship. They shook hands on it, okay? Let me read that again. So when the little flock perceived that the grace that was given to me, me meaning Paul, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship. We shook hands on it. We made an agreement of approval and good faith. That's what they mean. We shook hands. We made an agreement of approval and good faith that we should go into the heathen. Now, we should go into the heathen. Heathen is all nations, mainly Gentiles. Paul and Barnabas should go into the heathen. That's another name that's used for Gentiles' names. They call heathen. They call pagans. They call dogs. They call the uncircumcision. So remember these names. It's very important. We we should be going to the heathens, which is all nations, and they into the circumcision. Oh, excuse the interruption right there. And, uh, and we should be going into the heathen, which is all nations, and they into the circumcision, which is Israel. You'll find this all in Galatians 2 and 9. If you want to read it clearly, go to your Bible later on and just read it in Galatians 2 and 9, okay? So the two groups of believers made an agreement. They shook hands. They made a right hands of fellowship. They shook hands. They agreed. The little flock who preach the gospel of the coming earthly kingdom will go to the circumcision, which is the Jews, while Paul will go to the heathen, will go to the uncircumcision, will go to all believers, you know, which is the Gentiles. Now, the gospel of grace is for everyone, Jews and Gentiles, okay? So those Jews and Gentiles who believe the gospel, Paul preached, became heaven-bound members of the body of Christ. Let's read that again. So those Jews and Gentiles, remember the body of Christ, even though Paul went to the Gentiles, he always went to the Jews first, remember that, but I don't want to get ahead, I let me digress, those Jews and Gentiles who believed the gospel Paul preached became heaven-bound members of the body of Christ, when she says heaven-bound, that means we are set for the heavenly places, not the earthly kingdom, okay, let's go, alright, Israel, 12 tribes, 12 apostles. Now she got a picture, a little photo right here that's breaking it down. It's very, very interesting here. She's got a sign that you can't see it. I wish that's why I, 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 would, I would recommend that you get the book. I'm going to go here about at least three or four more minutes. She got Israel, 12 tribes, and 12 apostles. You know, it's a significance when it comes to Israel. The 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 apostles. That 12 is a very significant number. But when it comes to Apostle Paul, you got one, the Apostle Paul, and you got one body, the body of Christ. Remember, Israel, 12 tribes, 12 apostles. The significance on that 12, and then one, Apostle Paul, one, the body of Christ. Now let's read some other um, quoting again from my book. Now, she's going to break it down. The 12 apostles preached to Israel, while one apostle preached to all nations. Let me read that again. The 12 apostles, Peter and the 12, in their earthly ministry, preached to, preached to Israel, while one apostle, his heavenly ministry, preached to all nations, including the Jews. Paul was a Jew and a Roman citizen, so he was the perfect choice to preach the body of Christ, made of both individual Jews and 
Gentiles. Sometimes some grace teachers will put so much emphasis on the Gentiles. Many believers might, I mean, many people that's listening to the message, and we got to be careful thinking that the gospel of the day is only for the Gentiles. No, the gospel today is for all nations, including Jews, for everyone. There's no Jew, there's no Gentile in the body of Christ. There's no male, female. There's only one body and the body of Christ. That's the difference between the kingdom of heaven, uh, earthly ministry, and the gospel of the grace, uh, grace of God's ministry. You know, that's the difference. At the Jerusalem Council, James gave the final verdict. He said he was sorry that some men from their group had trouble, had troubled the believers in Antioch, but that they had not sent them. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with the words, subverting your soul, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such command. In other words, if you go to Acts 15 and 24, let's read that in Acts 15 and 24. Maybe you can get a better clarity of it. Okay, let's read Acts 15 and 24. Then I'm going to close it out. Okay, reading Acts 15 and 24, what uh, Mary Mary is breaking it down, and this is a very, very a better clear way of reading out of the word of God, except King James Version. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out, certain certain ones of the Jews went out from a from among us and have troubled you and have confused you with words, subverting your soul, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we have no such command. In other words, we didn't tell them to do this. You had certain ones in their flock going out trying to coerce and I'm going to put it that way, the Gentile, that they need to be circumcised. But James saying, we did not tell them to do that. So you had these little ones in a certain flock. You even get that today. Some people might branch out and just try to push tradition on you. That's not commanded by the church. But, you know, in that group, you might, you're going to sometimes have that little few in there that's going to push, try to uh, push their traditions or their denominational ways or their teachings on you. So you got to watch out for that. So remember to go back to read Acts 15 and 24. Continue. James said that circumcision of the flesh was not necessary for the Gentile salvation. Now, James understood it. Had he understand by the teaching of the Apostle Paul? He knew that now that Paul had a different ministry than theirs. That's very important, saints. Let me keep reading. He also said that it would be good if the Gentiles would not stumble the Jews with what they ate and would avoid fornication. Because Jews had certain rituals. They still was under the law. They still was following the law, even though God was changing over, you know, they still, as they was going out, even in their books, they were still following their ways and everything, so they were still stuck in their traditions, so it takes time, I remember I mentioned in, uh, uh, on my uh, other podcast, you know, about some traditions are hard to get rid of, and we need to be just very slow and careful when we're talking to listeners and other believers that's already saved, that don't know how to rightly divide, they're still stuck in their certain traditions and everything, so we have to be spoonful, but let, let, uh, you know, you find in the body of Christ real talk. So let's continue. You know, so after shaking hands, the little flock sent a letter to the believers in Antioch. Two of their best men, Judas and Silas, accompanied Paul and his friends back to Antioch. Many of the little flock had been wondering why the Lord was delaying sending, sending his wrath. Let's read this again. Many of the little flock had been wondering why the Lord was delaying sending his wrath. Remember, <coughs> The wrath of God supposed to came down, see? The wrath supposed to had came first before Jesus set up his earthly kingdom. 
this millennium thousand year reign. That's what that means. So the little flock, the followers, the, the followers, the true followers of Jesus, earthly ministering and the twelve was wondering why the Lord was delaying or sending his wrath. This is what Mary and Manly trying to break down right here. I'm not reading this out of the scriptures, but this is what she's trying to comment on. You know, the little, uh, according to her interpretation, the little flock was wondering why the Lord was delaying sending his wrath because the wrath should have came down and uh, the kingdom should have been come. See, the wrath would have came down. They still would have had to go through the seven-year tribulation. Jesus would have came back, set up his millennium kingdom, but it was postponed and the gospel of the grace of God was ushered in. It was postponed and everything. So let me keep reading. Okay. Many of the little flock had been wondering why the Lord was delaying sending his wrath, which was mentioned by John the Baptist in Matthew 3. Go to Matthew 3 when John the Baptist was talking about that. And by Jesus Christ also in Matthew 24. Let's break down Matthew 24 now. And remember, Matthew 24 has nothing to do with the rapture or about the body of Christ. It's about the tribulation period and the earthly ministry that's going to happen in the future in the millennial kingdom and the seven year tribulation. You know, and his second coming. The answer was that the risen, ascended, glorified Lord Jesus Christ had begun a new unprophesied ministry from heaven through Paul. And I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to end it right there. Remember, Paul's um, Paul's ministry was unprophesied. Paul's ministry was not foretold. Paul's ministry was not predicted. This was a new thing that God already had within him because he knew that Israel was not going to believe and they was not going to accept what's going on. So Paul, God already had planned for this apostle Paul, even though Paul did not know, he knew later, but he did not know that God had a new unprophesied ministry from heaven through Paul, according to this quote from Mary and Manly, and I agree. Okay, let's start right there. I'm going to start right there. This was the 18th segment, very important stuff. I tried to read it slow and give you a little elaboration and a breakdown out of this book. You know, you might you might have understood it, but sometimes I flip over my words and I might not be as clear and precise. So I try to go over and I, and I do these repetitions for that reason. That's why I repeat things a lot. So, you know, because my speech not, might not, I'm not the best orator or the best speaker, but I try to break down things the best way I can for the listeners that's listening to me okay god bless you all this is joseph brownlee of connecting the dots with another segment on god's secret the treasure hunt a book i'm reading by marianne manley written by marianne manley authored by marianne manley out of sandy Ego, california my sister in christ in the body of christ okay god bless you all before i leave let's pray our father in the name of jesus there's ones out there that are still on the fence, Father, that need to hear your word, Lord. They might be confused and still don't know what's going on, but I just hope I just gave them enough understanding, Lord, that the only way today is to be saved is by your grace. So, Father, I pray for the ones that need your salvation and need to understand, you know, about 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4, the only way to be saved is through the teachings of the Apostle Paul and the God, Apostle Paul, excuse me, and the gospel of the grace of God. Okay, if you're not saved, and you heard me say that, and you're still on the fence, for one reason or the other, I don't know. God is a patient God, but your days, I'm not saying they're numbered, I just said they're not promised. I'm just saying they're not promised. So when is salvation? Salvation is now, not tomorrow, not next week. 
not the next hour, not the next second, because anything can happen. You're not promised that. Salvation is now. So you don't, you, we, we don't have the right to predict what is going to happen. You know, if something happened to me, I know where I'm going. If something, if I leave this earth today, I'm instantly with Christ in the heavenly places in spirit. Okay, in spirit, my flesh won't be, but my spirit will be with Christ. Okay, my spirit and my soul. You know, and there's a difference with you. You need Christ. You need that rejuvenated spirit. You know, because you're not promised so much going on today. There's so much evil going on. And it's a lot of people just losing their lives left and right and everything. You know, it's it's just so sad what's going on. You know, there's there's a plan out there. Satan has a plan and it's ushering in, you know, that 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 tribulation is gonna start, but the church will be gone. Be ready. Buy that ticket right now while it's free. I mean buy is free. That you can get and take that free plane to the heavenly places before the wrath of God. That's very important. I'm serious. I'm serious, listener. The ones that's not saved, all you have to do is believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, what he done on the cross. That's the only thing you must do. Believe. You ain't got to change nothing when you're doing. You ain't got to find no church or nothing like that. You ain't got to try to so-called repent. Repent means change your mind of your sins because your sins already been dealt with. That a couple of that, two thousand years ago on the cross, according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. Look up that scripture, write it down, and that will explain. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 your sins are already you already been cleansing your sins that don't mean you're going to heaven though that just means the door is open now for you to believe what jesus done on the cross for you and then you will be saved that's all you have to do now it's on you god bless you this is joseph Brownie of connecting the dots until another episode episode 18 god bless you love you all bye-bye